Thank you for joining us here at His Hardline. You can find us at www.hisheartline.com. With God at the driver's seat, I am Jason, your co-host. You're listening to 1% or less with him. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are in the world. I am Jason, your co-host, as you heard right there in the intro, with God and Jesus Christ at my side. They are the hosts because they are the ones that are rocking the show here. This is their platform, and they are steering the ship through these crazy chaotic waters we call life. But, but, they will steer us to a safe haven. It's very important that you remember that. So, anyway... Today is Wednesday, June 8th, 2022. Happy Wednesday. Here we are in the middle of yet another week. And um, I wish I could say it was sunny and beautiful like it was yesterday and the day before that. It is a little bit raining where we're at, but hey, you know what? We need a little rain. In fact, it helps me save money because then I don't have to have my sprinklers on quite as much. So eh, it's all good. And it saves me one extra chore from having to go outside and water the plants and the garden. So hey. I'm okay with rain. Uh, so, but after I get done with this podcast, I think me and the wife and the child of ours, we're going to go to the gym and we are going to not work out, but we're going to go to the pool and swim. So yeah, it's going to be good times today. <laughs> so today we're going to be reading out of the book of Titus, um, kind of a two-parter kind of, but not, it's not going to be long, but um, there was a, a couple of verses in chapter two that I really liked that I wanted to read. And then, um, and then, uh, so I'm going to read out of chapter two, verses 11 through 15, and then chapter three, one through, what did I write here? One through eight. (laughs) So, um, so that's what we're going to start off with. So, but in chapter two, verses 11, uh, through 15, uh, talks about the transformation of life. And when I read it this morning, it really resonated strongly with me. And I hope it does for you. Um, before I get started, just real quick little show note. Um, I'm going to do better with this going forward because I was trying to get a little bit of constructive criticism from some uh, somebody that uh, who was, you know, did Toastmasters for about seven years. And, um, you know, so I just kind of want to make sure that I don't stress, I don't stick to a topic for very long. Like, for example, trying to, you know, emphasize sharing the podcast. I know sometimes I can go on a little long for that. So I'm going to do, do my absolute best to say very uh, vigilant and aware of how long I stick to something. So this is where it's, this is how it's going to go. So if you can just do me a favor, share this podcast far and wide. And if you, um, if you can just share the website too, it's www.hishardline.com. All right, that's it. Moving on. So we're going to start off with verse 11 in chapter two of Titus. It's in the New Testament. Okay. And we're going to talk about the transformation of life. And then we're going to go transition into chapter three here. And then we'll uh, kind of, dis- you know, um, kind of, uh, what do you want to say? The word is, um, then we'll interpret it. We'll talk about it a little bit, if you will. All right. So here we go. So for the grace of God has appeared, saving all and training us to reject godless ways and worldly desires and to live temperately, justly, and devoutly in this age as we await the blessed hope, the appearance of the glory of the great God and of our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to deliver us from all lawlessness and to cleanse for himself a people as his own, eager to do what is good. Say these things, exhort and correct with all authority. Let no one look down on you. All right. 
<clears throat> Excuse me. Now, chapter 3. Remind them to be under the control of magistrates and authorities, to be obedient, to open, to be open to every good enterprise. There are they are to slander no one, to be peaceable, considerate, exercising all graciousness toward everyone. For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, deluded, slaves to various desires and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful ourselves and hating one another. But when the kindness and generous love of God our Savior appeared, not because of any righteous deeds we had done, but because of his mercy, he saved us through the bath of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he richly poured out on us through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that we might be justified by his grace and become heirs in hope of eternal life. This saying is trustworthy. I want you to insist. I want you to insist on these points. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. That those who have believed in God be careful to devote themselves to good works. These are excellent and beneficial to others. Avoid foolish arguments, genealogies, rivalries, and quarrels about the law, for they are useless and futile. After a first and second warning, break off contact with a heretic, realizing that such a person is perverted and sinful and stands self condemned and that concludes the reading and so as we uh so i so i read that this morning uh, i read it a few times because uh well i'll be honest with you the first time i was just extremely tired and it just wasn't quite marinating in my brain but in titus um with one timothy and then two timothy um these are the three pastoral epistles of the Apostle Paul, and these were written in order to give instructions to lo local church leaders. And Paul encourages Christians to live separately from the immoral culture of Crete. And Paul contrasts seven worthy behaviors with seven sins associated with unbelief. And these are supposed to be a reminder of what these believers had already been taught, not, um, not a new set of instructions. Now, unfortunately, in today's society, there seemingly appears to be many that still need to come back to the belief in God and Jesus Christ. With a society that has zero or little belief at best in either, when their spirit feels lost and empty, like they're missing something, these unbelievers, unfortunately, turn to false idols and false gods and empty desires and pleasures often promoted by Satan. You know, and they typically have that. Um, we often hear people say, well, I have this empty spot in my heart, right? You know, they have this void in their heart, something that's unfulfilled. I used to have that. And then, of course, I, you know, I got to knowing God a little bit more intimately, and I invited Christ in my heart each and every day. And that's where the turning point really happened, and the transformation truly took root. But Paul then continues to explain that salvation is entirely on the basis of God's mercy. It's not really something that we earn by doing good works, but 
when a person, when a man or a woman accepts Christ, they, like me, experience a spiritual cleansing or a regeneration of sorts, right? The Holy Spirit is then given to us as a result of God's generosity and grace, and it truly at that point becomes a gift of large magnitude. And so the reading affirms that this deception of grace is something to be trusted. Excuse me, the depiction. My goodness gracious, I'm reading my notes, and it was written down properly, but it wasn't pronounced properly. Let me reread that. The reading affirms that this depiction, not deception, this depiction of grace is something to be trusted. And Titus is given instructions to emphasize three these basic principles and to, to insist on them. And so Paul also lists the four activities, which we read toward the end there, which Titus is told to avoid. And these are the pointless debates, arguments over genealogy, quarrels, and debates over the law of Moses. And these not only waste time and energy and effort, but they also give inappropriate attention to false teachers. Instead, those who teach false doctrine are to be warned and then cut off. And then Paul concludes the letter with greetings of love from fellow believers. But you ever get into what seems to be a pointless argument with someone? And it just seems like no matter how much truth you present in front of them, I mean, you could present all the truth and evidence and documentation to prove whatever point it is you're trying to prove, right? But somehow, some way, they just do not want to see it. That's why it says right there in verse 9, avoid foolish arguments, genealogies, rivalries, and quarrels about the law, for they are useless and futile. And after a first and a second warning, break off contact with a heretic, realizing that such a person is perverted and sinful and stands self-condemned. And that's what we got to do. And as we press forward in what I call the bifurcation of two worlds, because it seems like right now we live in two different worlds. Now, I'm not going to get into the politics and red tape of it, but for those of you out there who know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Those of you who are awake to what's really happening, or at least most of the you know most of the way awake, if you will, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so when you try to present certain pieces of information, even when backed up with documentation and you know proof and evidence, it seems like the brainwashing and the um, mind manipulation, if you will, from the media and other sources out there have been so strong that it's literally like a spell is still taking hold of a lot of people out there. And no matter what kind of truth you bring forth to these people, they either A, don't want to hear about it, or B, even if they do sit down and actually hear you, they probably think you're nuts. I have a few of those people. Or C, they may hear you and they believe what you're saying is true, but then, you know, at 
you know, they, they also try to, you know, they, well, they go into denial because what you're saying might be a little too heavy for their, for their soul to take. I had somebody once tell me, Jason, it must be stressful to be in your mind. I said, no, not really. Why, why do you say that? And he says, well, everything you tell me, like, I want to believe what you're saying is true. But it seems so stressful to know this type of information. And it honestly heightens my anxiety. I said, well, that's a fair point. I said, listen, the truth isn't always pretty. And it's not always an easy pill to swallow. Sometimes it's a huge, giant pill that isn't even meant to be taken orally, if you know what I mean. Because there's so much truth packed into it that it's painful when it goes in. If, if you know, you catch my drift. Not to, just, you know, make a disgusting pun, but I'm just being very real and honest here. And that's the truth. Sometimes the truth is too much for someone to bear. It hurts so badly that it's like, mm -mm, I don't, I don't, mm -mm, I don't want that truth. I don't want that pill. Nope. Mm -mm, not taking it. It's got to go where? Nope. And that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> sorry, I tried doing that without laughing. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. But on a serious note, though, we do live in a bifurcated world. And so I'm sure a lot of you out there are having these foolish arguments and won't just stop. You got to you gotta break off contact with, with people like that, a heretic. It doesn't mean that you, you know they're bad people and you got to stop loving them. No, love, love from afar and pray for them that they eventually have the eyes to see and the ears to hear. But, you know, at what point do you say when is, you know, when, you know, at what point do you say when as far as breaking off contact? You know, so... And it says right here, after the first and second warning, break off contact. So there you go. First and second warning. Boom. That's it. So that's all we have for today for 1% or less with him at his hard line. I am Jason, your co-host, and we're going to end this off with a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this day. And thank you for all the knowledge and the wisdom that you present to us in your good book. And we pray that we stay away from foolish arguments and quarrels among our friends and family members, and we will do our best to uh, heed your instruction here in your book here that we call the Holy Bible, that after the first and second warning that we do break off contact because we do not want to engage with such a person that's perverted and sinful and stands self-condemned, as you put it here. And so we just pray that um, you do place, though, the people in front of us that you need us to sow seeds of truth to. Um, because we believe that all we're here to do is sow seeds and it's up to you to water and shed light on those seeds to make it grow into something fruitful. So um, just guide us each and every way we can that we know how that you guide us through the Holy Spirit, not just me, but anyone who listens to this, that um, we just, you know, we be guided by you, God, and um, that we just, you know, we spread the truth in any which way you need us to. So we pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. With that, I want to say thank you again for listening to His Hard Line. This is 1% or less with Him. I am Jason. And for now, or until the next time, we will see you on the next one tomorrow. Have a good night and stay blessed.
to say thank you again for joining us here at His Heart Line. You just listened to 1% or less with him. Don't forget you can find us at www.hisheartline.com. We look forward to seeing you next time. Have a blessed day.